Welcome to Miked Up Sports, the show that gives people in sports an unfiltered platform to share their stories. If you want to help us tell more stories, check us out at patreon.com slash tsbtelevision, paypal.me slash tsbtelevision, or on Cash App at tsbtelevision. Thanks for joining us, and enjoy the show. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to another live edition of Miked Up Sports, the show that goes in-depth with the people who build our sports community. We'd like to welcome all of you watching this Wednesday morning podcast live on Facebook. And if you're watching this on demand through our YouTube channel, we're glad you could join us there as well. We pay another virtual visit to Holy Angels with a trio of players from the girls basketball team. And as I like to do with group discussions, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves to our audience? Um, hi, I'm Cassie. Hey, I'm Grace. Hey, uh, I'm Frankie. And our trio, a big part of the Holy Angels girls basketball team last year. It's a school that has made the state tournament every year since 2016, reached the semifinals in 2019. And oh, I guess, Frankie, for you, you got to end with something of an exclamation point, a 40-point game in your last performance as a junior before everything blew up with the pandemic. But I want to start with this. How have you all handled this situation going from the routine, the drills, and all of the triumphs and tribulations of the season? And now, you know, here we all are idle, hoping we'll get a chance to play. I know it has to be difficult for all of you because we all would have been starting our basketball work right now with the tip-off tournament that you take part in at St. Thomas. Uh, so what have you done with all of the spare time? Oh, goodness. Um, I have so much spare time. So I'm like watching a lot of TV shows. Um, and then I've actually started, um, I walk my dog now. Like usually my siblings walk my dog, but I walk my dog now. <laughs> I have time to walk him. <laughs> um, but in between, so I still do a lot of ball handling um, when I can. And then I will uh, do a lot of ab workout and then I'm doing a lot of sprinting and running. For me, um, like Cassie said, like I've had like a lot of spare time, but I've like kind of like used it as a blessing and like worked on myself a little bit more. Um, it was kind of sad that um, AAU didn't like, it wasn't as long as I wanted it to me, but I've like used that time to like take time and like do individual like workouts with like my coach and stuff. So that's about it. Um, I think that the toughest part of all of it is just getting used to everything, like life being so different. And it is, it's a pretty big uh, jump to go from, you know, preparing to play basketball at a set time and then having it pushed back and then not knowing when there's going to be like a final date set. But yeah, like both of them said, I've just had a ton of free time on my hands and it's been nice to be able to put that time towards um, like other interests besides basketball, but yeah, still always like working. 
Frankie, if you don't mind me asking, have you yeah. used any of that time to uh, polish or refine that mid-range jumper of yours? Uh, yeah, of course. You know, I, I don't want to lose my shooting ability from the mid-range. So if I didn't work on it, it, it would be quite bad. Well, the reason I ask is because you got a feature in this year's Breakdown magazine uh, about your mid-range game, and you spoke of how you've worked on it over the years and how the most challenging part of it is getting a split second of time if you're left open. So you've got to go quickly. It's not a shot we see a lot of now. Of course, you can hit threes too, as we've seen. But what did that mean for you? I don't know if you got a copy of it, but when you found out that you got a, a cover page of sorts. Yeah, that was, it was really cool. Um, like actually because they had emailed me and reached out and I had no idea where in like the book that was going to be. And then seeing it like a whole page dedicated to that was super, super cool. Um, but, you know, honestly, uh, mid-range shooting, it's not a skill that no one can do. It's something that like anyone, no matter what position you play, can pick up. And yeah, like I said, it really is about timing. That's everything. If you've got a good shot, as long as you can time it, then you'll be set shooting mid-range. What did you think of having your uh, profile photo blown up to a full page? What did you all uh, think of Frankie's uh, happy looking mug there? She probably should have taken a better photo. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's definitely, she's an inspiration, I would say. Like, it's just a lot, like you kind of how you said it was nowadays, you don't really look like that's not the fancy thing is it's your three-pointer is your fancy so to have her like bring that to practice it teaches you as a defender to to defend that and if you want to like play basketball in college you have to be able to defend that and you have to be able to shoot it and so she's definitely like an inspiration every day to push myself personally and she pushes her teammates um and so she just like has brought back that forgotten skill, I wanna say. I personally didn't order a book, but when I went over to like my friends, I did see like all the pages and I did see like the page that Frankie had. And I thought it was really cool because um, most players like can only like shoot the three or like the layup or like make the layup, but there's not really as many people that can like pull up and shoot the mid range. Like not many people are like taught to like go like do mid-range so I feel like that was really cool and the fact that it was my teammate I felt like that was was cool as well well Cassie and Grace I know you certainly can uh, make a few shots of your own and I'm sure we'll talk a lot about that as this discussion moves along but I'm curious for the three of you when did you start playing the sport do you remember your first memory that got you hooked on basketball Um, I, I can't really like pinpoint a specific memory, but I just like remember when I was super, super young, probably like three, four years old, we had one of those little plastic hoops, uh, like in our basement and my brother and I, we would just plan it like all day. And then, um, that's what really got me interested. And then like, I got into playing it really young, like in first, second grade, stuff like that. So it's always just been kind of like a part of my life. I, same as Frankie, I can't remember, but 
Um, I do like one of my biggest basketball memories that probably it kept me playing. So after third grade, I wanted to quit, but I got invited to play um, on the traveling team for a couple games with Frankie. So there's a year older than me. And it was like Frankie, Rachel, and like Lexi was on the team. And that was probably like one of the main reasons I kept playing because I wanted to play with them again. And I knew what I would, I would play with them in high school. And so I'm glad I decided to play with them in third grade. <laughs> Same. For me, I don't really remember what year. It was like um, late fourth grade year, like coming into fifth grade. My brother took me to Urban Ventures, and that was when like I joined my like joined my like first ever team. Um, so I was like there with like I don't even remember the coach's name. Like I didn't know how to shoot a free throw, and I asked him if like do you jump on the free throw or not. So then I just like kind of I didn't jump at all, and everyone was like looking at me. They're like, "What is this girl doing?" So the next time I like made it and then like after he like talked to me after and he said that he wanted me to be on the team so I was like oh sure but I wasn't really good at all or anything like I was I was a bench warmer like I didn't even know what I was doing but I took it seriously like I'd say like seventh grade I took it really seriously because um my brother really pushed me too and yeah I really liked this sport. so yeah so it's safe to say, Grace, that you take this sport seriously now? I really do. I really do. And Frankie, the story you and Cassie shared, it reminded me of a conversation I had with your head coach. Uh, he and I, I've joked that we could talk for hours, and if there wasn't uh, limits on pregame windows and all of that, we probably could go on for weeks. Uh, but he recalled a story, I believe, from those traveling leagues where he said he remembered seeing you in compression shorts, Barbie sneakers. Oh, God. <laughs> and no, we were just talking about how much you've grown from that point. But uh, you and Cassie have been part of the Holy Angels program for a long time. So how do you think your friendship has grown as your skills have grown with it? Uh, I think that... Um... Like, especially with Cassie, like, oh my gosh, no, we're like, like, I, I love Cassie. And um, I think that having the background, you know, because I, Holy Angels, that was like the very first, um, their traveling team, that's the very first traveling team I ever played with. And just, I think having a connection with most of the girls on the team that are on the team currently, um, because of the teams they played for in the past, it's super helpful when it comes to like team chemistry and um, just having a good environment, I think is very, very important. And that really helps with it. And I'm just lucky that like all my friendships with everyone have grown. Yeah, definitely like what she said. And it's just, you can see it in practice too, like how close we are. So whenever I have to guard Frankie, I make animal noises at her, so just, like shut her off. Like I'll sit there and bark at her and she's like, what are you doing? And she gets so angry. And so it's so funny. Okay. To do. <laughs> and so it's just, you're able to do like these funny things with them because you know, you aren't like gonna make them like too mad at you um, without like damaging your relationship. And so I, it's definitely brings a lot to the table, like having like these past relationships. And when it comes to like welcoming new players, like we all are 
one. And so it's like, oh, you get to join this. Like, this is our family. So welcome to our family. Cassie, what are your favorite animal noises to make at Frankie during practice sessions? Um, definitely, like, I bark at her. Um, it's definitely the dog. So, so you're, the dogs are go-to. Have you tried any other animals? Um, I sometimes meow at her. Um, I, I have mood at her, like a cow. And so, yeah. <laughs> and what happens? Does that get Frankie out of her zone or how, how does that work out over the years? Um, she's starting to get better with the distraction. Um, at first she definitely, I really thought she was going to punch me in the face because like she looked at me dead in the eyes and like, what are you doing? And I was like, ah, nothing. And so I had to develop our friendship more before I could continue <laughs> with <laughs> Well, the reason I asked Cassie is I understand you like to horseback ride in your spare time. So I thought you might've thrown a few horse nays at her during a scrimmage. Um, no, I can't say I've done that one. <laughs> Not yet. Now, Grace, you didn't join the team until last season. And as I understand it, you hadn't played varsity until you got to Holy Angels. But I remember the first time I saw you, which was at last year's tip-off invitational at St. Thomas and my broadcast partner, Latoya, she was so impressed by you that I think she went up to you and was trying to figure out where the world did you come from? And I know in my head, I'm going, where did this kid come from? Uh, but you had played, as you mentioned, you were playing since seventh grade. So it wasn't like you were a complete newcomer to the sport, but to come in without any varsity experience and perform the way you did, what was that transition like for you and how quickly did you adapt? Um, well, I actually like talked to Latoya a little bit after the, like the Maranatha game that we played in. She really seemed really nice. So she's really nice as a person. But the transitioning, um, I kind of like left Minnetonka and my brother was working at Holy Angels. Like he was, uh, I don't know, he worked in like the some like summer in Holy Angels. So he was like recommending, he was like, Grace, you can come to this school. Like you should go back to a private school and everything. So I was like, okay, yeah, my mom agreed. We signed papers met Joe Berg and uh, we didn't really meet Woods at the time, but um, yeah, so I was in, like enrolled to the school. Um, but when Woods first saw me, like he went up to me and then he was like, where did you come from? And I was like, I, I came from Minnetonka. He was like, I can like, I can tell you're, you're gonna be something special. I was like, and that's like, I feel like that was like the point where like, I felt like he put trust in me and because like coming into the first year, like I didn't really like expect much. Like I wanted, like I wanted to be like the best player I could for the team, but I didn't really expect much because I was like a new person and stuff. But I feel like Woods really put me in a great position to um, um, be like the person who he like knows I could be and like just like prepare me for like the next level, I guess. I'm sensing a theme of everyone asking, where did you come from? Your head coach, the rest of us. So Grace, how do you do it? I don't know. I come from everywhere, apparently. 
on a more serious note though, do you remember the first practice you had with Holy Angels and how quickly you bonded with the team? Because everyone that I talked to spoke highly of you. I know Dan Wood certainly did. And after I saw you play for a few games, you know, it, it felt like you've been playing alongside them for quite some time. But do you remember that first moment or the first time you got to meet the Holy Angels team and what that process was like? Yeah, um, I don't really remember the first practice. It was like the first time I went on the court. Like Joe Berg uh, was saying, the the varsity girls are, um, we have, like, I, I think it was like open gym. Like he said that if you want to like to meet the players before you went home, and I was like, sure. So I like walked over there with like my mom and my sister and Joe Berg and um, like he introduced me to everyone and like I remember like Frankie like coming up to me be like hey like how are you and I was like I was like hey and everything like I didn't really know anyone like I like I heard of some people like I watched them like YouTube videos and stuff um but I just remember like Frankie coming up to me like asking me um where I go and like we kind of had that that little bond and stuff because like she knew like a previous player that I played with on Minnetonka so yeah, but I don't really remember like the first practice, but that was like the moment that like I felt like was really special to me because like we kind of had that, you know, that instant like click right there. And all three of you, of course, have played a part in the Holy Angels history of success when it comes to girls basketball, a run that started before you all joined varsity with that 2016 state championship. But I imagine you all followed that and I don't know how much that served as an inspiration, but what do you think that run did to get you excited for the opportunity when you got a chance to wear the blue and gold of Holy Angels? Um, well, at first I was like, cause I heard Dan Woods, like not Dan, ooh, I call him Dan Woods. <laughs> <laughs> I heard he does have a name. I'm sure it's okay. I don't think he'll hold it against you. Yeah. So like, um, like I saw like everything like previously, and I like it said that um they went to state every single year. So I was like, wow, like that's a nice team. So like when I first got to like step on the court, like I obviously like felt like nervous, like this state, like I felt really nervous, everything. Um, but it was like a really cool experience because like I really did not like expect to like go to state like my first ever like, like year playing varsity like I never expected it so I feel like it was really cool and um like I said like my teammates and Woods put me in, like a really good position so I feel like this year I mean last year the previous like um season was like the year that like I felt like people like started noticing me which like I said like they put me in a really good position so like I'm like thankful for that and all. Uh, I think that oh the um like having a team that you know just the year before went to state and won it all and kind of like starting this and then continuing to go to state like every single year after that it kind of just it motivates our team a lot more because it's something like oh you know all the teams already we've been going to the tournament almost five years in a row I think like most teams expect us to be there so it puts a bit of pressure on us as well but I think ultimately it's a good motivating factor, a good pushing factor to say, you know, don't let yourself settle for any less than you've already achieved. 
it definitely puts like a target on our backs though because like we've been there five years in a row and so like teams are like we're the team to beat because like in our section coming out of that it's you want to beat us because if you beat us then you're guaranteed basically a trip to the state tournament because we're always there but I remember so my older sister graduated in 2015 and she took me to the championship game and I remember her turning to me and she was like you got to do this like you're gonna go and you're gonna win me a state championship because I never got to and so she played back when they were still in the I don't even remember what conference it was but it was like the Chanhassen Chaska and like the big conferences the Minnesota I believe yes no Minnesota and I just remember like going to a couple of their games and they got killed every game. And so it was, she, when she graduated, they finally switched out of it, but they got beat by Richfield. And then the next year they went and beat, they won state. And so she was like, you're going to do this for me. And so I feel like just having like the team chemistry going into it always helps us play like, be the best versions of ourselves every time we go to state. Frankie, as you alluded to, you came in the following season after they won it all as a five seed. That's what really impressed me uh, from that 2016 run. So on the coattails of Laura Bakewell, Katalinik and Destiny Oberg and all of the other players responsible for that championship. You know, you are logging varsity minutes as an eighth grader. And I think Cassie, you came in the following season, uh, but Frankie, how excited and how nervous were you to find out you were going to get the opportunity to play as an eighth grader? Uh, oh yeah, that was the, <laughs> I was very nervous, especially going into, um, I, you know, I never played at Williams arena or anything before. Um, and I definitely used to be a bit more introverted and shy. So that was a really big, uh, like experience for me to have, but, um, going into it, it was just, it was a lot of nerves. I gotta be honest. Um, but you know, I wasn't expecting to play like a whole bunch and I wouldn't say that I played a whole bunch, but still having, being able to play and get that exposure at, you know, in eighth grade, I think has been really beneficial for the rest of my high school career. And Cassie, what about you? Of course you have the family history and you knew Frankie and Rachel and all the other kids that you played traveling ball with. So when you got that call, how did you handle it? Um, so when I was a freshman, like I was still playing like JV minutes. I still played a half for JV because that's kind of like what you always did was you played some JV minutes to get you to speed because it's such a different speed than like middle school basketball. And so I remember like the first time like Joe Berg was like, all right, Karen, you're in. And I was like, who, who's in? Like, I looked down the bench, like, all right, Karen, you better go. And he's he like, Cassie, Karen, go. And I was like, me? This this one? And Woods, like, grabbed me by my collar and, like, threw me towards the um, 
the scores table and I was like, all right, I'm going in. And I remember like stepping foot on the floor and like, I was scared out of my mind. And I just like remember getting the ball the first time and I was so scared to shoot. And Emma Mastery came up to me and she goes, you better shoot the dang ball. And I was like, okay. And I like shot it. And I remember like my first make and it was the best thing. Just all my nerves went away and I was like playing basketball. And so. <laughs> Something tells me Emma probably used another word in that uh, coaxing of yours, right? Yes, definitely. <laughs> I, I think I know which one it is. But <laughs> <laughs> On that note, how would you describe or summarize the atmosphere of a Holy Angels practice session? Um, it's definitely, we have such an open communication with the coaches. Like if we aren't doing well in a drill, like they'll tell us and they will be like, you guys need to get it together. And so we'll talk as a team and be like, okay, we're going to do this better so we can get out of this drill and move on to the next thing. But it's also, we almost get to decide like what we need to work on too. And we can talk to the coaches, be like, oh, I think we need to work on our offense some more. I think we need to work on our defense some more. And so it's it's nice having being able to like openly communicate with the coaches. I feel like at times it can be like really serious and um, really like everyone can be like goofy at times. Like I remember like this one incident, like I was on the baseline and I saw like Rachel, Cassie, Frankie and like the twins like all together like I don't know what they were doing like they were like hugging or something or like they were like like chasing each other around I was just staring I was like oh okay like the first year like I was there like I I really did not know anyone except for uh Cherish I like wasn't like as like um I didn't really communicate as well to everyone but um but yeah just like seeing that kind of like made me like talk to people a little bit more so um yeah I feel like we can be like really goofy at times but like when we need to, like we can be serious, like, so yeah. Yeah, I think that's like the best thing about our practice is as like the duality of it, where you can go from one minute being like, okay, we need to just focus and get this drill done because, you know, we need to do it. And then next minute you can be goofing around with your teammates and the coaches as well. And I think it's important to have that balance and to not always have it be super, super serious. Um, and I think that our practices, you know, they, the way we run them and stuff, it works really well for our team. When it comes to the sport of basketball, who are the players or personalities that you idolize and you can go in any direction with this college pro, you name it, but who are the people you look up to when it comes to the sport of basketball? Um, I would have to say my older sisters, probably just because they got me playing basketball and they always, always have like a work hard mentality. And so like, they definitely gotten me to where I am today from like playing one-on-one with them and getting my butt absolutely demolished. Um, but yeah, so it's definitely like them that have pushed me and they're my role models. 
I uh, really looked up to um, growing up. I watched a lot of Maya Moore and Lindsey Whalen and LeBron. So I really like looked like looked up to like their game, like LeBron's like physicality and like rebounding and stuff. Because I'm not gonna lie, I can rebound. You know what I'm saying? I get that from LeBron. So and like like Lindsey Whalen's like versatility and like kind of like being the point guard and like um just like finishing and like Maya's more like Maya Moore's like athleticism. Um, I feel like I really get that from like her because like I said, I get watched like watch her growing up. So. Those like three players, I'd say. Uh, yeah, mine's a bit more like Cassie's. I'd say that like my oldest brother, he really like my whole entire life, he has been like always encouraging me to do more and to like be better. And I I know I wouldn't be the player I am today if it weren't for him. And, you know, like Cassie was saying, we used to play one-on-one and of course you know he's four inches taller than me it's a bit unfair but it really did help me is that what led you to develop that mid-range jumper Frankie to compensate for his length you know honestly now that you mention it it really might have because it was I could never drive on him couldn't do anything else so really my only option was a mid-range shot so who knows and Cassie and Frankie, the two of you can speak to this, uh, but after you grew up and got your butts demolished, as Cassie put it, uh, was there ever a point where you were able to turn the tide or at least uh, challenge them and make them feel like, oh, we're not the big sister, big brother anymore? Oh, definitely. As soon as I hit my growth spurt, now I'm the tallest out of all my sisters. And so I have that upper hand on them and... I am a lot better at basketball <laughs> than they are, so. Yeah, I mean, I I won't lie. It definitely took me a while to even be able to, like, evenly match up with my older brother. But I'd say beginning of high school and stuff, that's when it kind of started being an even match. And now, you know, like, we'll play me and him and then my uh, twin brother will all play together. And it's, you know, I've, I've won quite a few times before, so. Frankie, you mentioned your big brother, uh, Sam, who scored 1,000 points at St. Thomas Academy. And then last year, you got to that 1,000-point mark. And that's been part of a pretty solid run you've had where you have led Holy Angels in points and rebounds. How surprising or how gratifying is it to go from this point where you were coming off the bench and you mentioned being an introverted figure as an eighth grader and now here you are, you've been leading the team the last couple of years. Yeah, it was, I, I'm, you know, I'm really grateful and blessed to have the opportunity to be in sort of a leadership position. And, um, you know, it, it was definitely a big switch, but, I'm just, I'm glad that my teammates trust me enough to um, help our team out like that and to sort of, you know, like rise to the occasion and stuff like that. And I don't think that that would be possible without everyone else on my team. So it's definitely been a switch, but it's, it, it can't all, like it's, it's not just me and it, it wouldn't be, I couldn't have been here without everyone else. 
And Grace, in your first season coming off the bench, you averaged just over 11 points per game. And it was a debut season that would be up there. I don't think I've ever seen anything like it where you jump in and your first season of varsity, you make quite the impact. What did that mean for you as far as your skills, your development to come in and contribute as much as you did? Yeah, it was a really like big jump from sitting out like a whole season, then like the next season, like just like being with like a team again. So it actually felt like really good because um, I feel like I contributed like not as much as I can, but like the things I could to like help, like help get us to like state and um, get in the habit of like um, just like finishing and like getting to like the rim and stuff. So it really helped a lot. Um, I feel like my teammates and like my coach, like Woods, I feel like they really helped a lot as well because like they helped me get in the rhythm and like helped me with like uh, plays and everything. So like all that, like, I feel like really helped me uh, was like a set to like, um, I don't know, succeeding as well. And Cassie, you did quite well in your sophomore season, your coach told me that he considered you the X factor and perhaps your biggest moment came when Frankie had to miss the road game at Fridley and then you dropped 36. What was that like for you to go off like you did and after word got out that you had your first 30 point game of your high school career, what did that do for your confidence and your development? Um, well, it obviously boosted it, um, but this past season I took on a different role. Um, we didn't have a point guard, and so Woods, he was telling me like the summer before, he was like, we need, we need to figure out a point guard. And I was like, well, I can do it. And he goes, no, you're too tall. You're too, you're too slow. And so I really took that as a challenge, and I came in tryouts, and I was like, I'm your point guard. And so it definitely being the point guard is not really anything like fancy. I mean, sure. You get to show off your ball handling skills, but you're not known for oh dropping the 30 points like Frankie. Um, <laughs> no, just, but so definitely I had to figure out like my own scoring options and figure out how to best showcase. And I really liked being the point guard because I got to make other people look good. And I'm like that type of person that is like, I want you to look your best and I want you to succeed. And so when I finally got the chance to be like, oh, I'm scoring, it was definitely weird at first, but then it was like, oh, this is kind of fun, you know, it's fun. <laughs> um, but no, I definitely miss Frankie um, <laughs> that game. And so I'm glad she's back now, 100% healthy. <laughs> okay, so there was no rivalry or any Kobe Shaq-like feuds when Frankie came back because after dropping 36, you're like, oh, this is fun. And it's like, no, I don't want <laughs> I'm like, This is what Frankie must feel like every game, right? No, she. I'm pretty sure she like walked up and like she shoved me and goes, that a kid, that a kid? <laughs> Frankie and Cassie, 
what are some moments that symbolize the friendship you two have developed? Because I think your birthdays are a day apart, different years, of course, but just one day apart on the calendar. And every time it rolls around, I see photos that include the two of you, including winning the section title and some other fun memories. What are some of those memories that you think symbolize the friendship you've built with Frankie going back to your time as third and fourth graders? Um, she's definitely like, she's, people think she's scary, but actually once you get to know her, like she is like one of the nicest and funniest people you'll ever meet. She, so she had the Barbie shoes in fourth grade. And I remember like walking, I had these cool Nikes and she like walked up and goes, I like your shoes. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> and so it's just like, she's one of those people you have to get to know and you can't judge a book by his cover. Um, and so like through all the jokes and all the laughs, um, she's definitely like one of my closest friends and I know I can always count on her. And um, she definitely has been one of the reasons I'm, such a good basketball player today and between her and Rachel um, they both have been bullied me um, <laughs> they, <laughs> I remember my eighth grade year they both were like oh why aren't you playing at Holy Angels and I was like oh I gotta play one year at BT left and so they both were like oh well your freshman year we're gonna bully the crap out of you and I was like okay <laughs> and it's funny because we're all the same height none of us have like a height <laughs> advantage it's just <laughs> which one's gonna um beat up the other one first and I my money's always on Rachel so <laughs> uh no yeah like what Cassie's saying I think that uh like over the years our relationship has really grown and like yeah now she said like we're closer than ever and um I I am like really grateful for Cassie being on the team and going back to like the previous question about uh scoring like 36 points it, it, no matter and I would hope this applies to everyone else you know no matter who it is scoring uh points on the team it, I don't think that it should be like a big factor and I don't really at least I personally don't really see it. There's obviously like healthy and friendly competition, but I would never ever, you know, get uptight if someone, you know, like scored more than me or uh, anything like that. And I think that that applies to everyone else on the team as well. But yeah, like Cassie, oh my gosh, it, it it's so crazy to like look back and be like, yeah, I, you know, I knew you years and years ago, um, almost 10 years and, to see it now and to see how that's progressed. Like I'm really, I'm really thankful to get to know her. So Cassie, I have to wonder, did you return the favor after Frankie dropped 40 in your game against Hermantown last March? Um, no, I didn't really get the chance um, because I mean, I definitely like shoved her and I was like, Hey, that a kid way to go. But I never got a chance to drop 40 um, the game after because they had to cut off our season because of COVID. <laughs> well, that's what I was getting at. So you were able to, okay, do like, yeah, there you go. Something like that. And on the bullying part of it, Cassie, I'm surprised if Rachel and Frankie try to gang up on you. Have you tried going like the Captain America route and work your way like that elevator fight scene and just uh, 
<laughs> muscle your way past those two if uh, those two decide to come at you like that? No, um, because so usually like it's more like Frankie and I are messing around and then Rachel's like the mom of us and is like, hey, knock it off. <laughs> and so and then she usually uses blunt force if we don't knock it off. <laughs> and so, yeah, I usually I'm the one getting pushed around. <laughs> So what you're telling me is that Rachel would be the favorite in some kind of brawl. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and Grace, how would you say the Holy Angels team welcomed you into their fold as you got acquainted with the system, with the school, and got a chance to showcase your skills? How do you think that helped the team and helped the community welcome you into their ranks? Um. Like I said, I only knew like one person like coming in, which was which was Cherish, and she left sadly. But um, I think it was after the Dela Cell game, I felt like I really had like a better connection with everyone. Um, everyone like people like started like talking to me more. I started like talking to others well, and um, I feel like that really put me in a good place, and um, I started to get more familiar with things and. I feel like people also had like more trust in me as well so I feel like that like after the DLS all game like after like it was the second game that we lost against them again when like Frankie went crazy again like I don't know how much he got like almost she had like a triple double or something um I felt like they put like a lot of trust in me after that game and yeah the De La Salle rivalry that's something Cassie alluded to when I had her on with the volleyball team on Sunday De La Salle, at least for the last several years, they've been your biggest rival. You two met at the state tournaments in 2019 with one of the most dramatic games of the tournaments uh, coming down to that last possession for the right to play in the championship. What is it about that rivalry that pumps up your team, pumps up their team? I know I got to cover it last year and... <laughs> It was intense. It, it's a friendly, intense rivalry, but it's one of the big ones. What is it that makes it so special? Um, you know, I it's kind of weird because it wasn't until, you know, like we you, like 2016, stuff like that, that I, there wasn't really a rivalry there. And then once it was like, oh, you know, this is, I think it is kind of like the thing in the state tournament where oftentimes like both the only Catholic schools there. So it's kind of like, there's that to take into account. And then also just being in the same conference, I think it naturally kind of pits you guys against each other. Um, but, you know, it is, it personally, it's one of like my favorite, like I love, I wouldn't want another team to be our rival just because I think playing them is really what pushes our team the most. They're one of our, definitely our, more challenging opponents and like you said yeah I don't think it's like a healthy sort of rivalry you know I and every single time we play them it really gives players an opportunity to you know show how well we work as a team and to um even like show off individually yeah kind of like what Frankie said and I feel like it also pushes us to be the best version of ourselves um because both of us like want to beat the other and so we're all going to do our best for our own team 
And so it always, that's who we practice for is like the big competitions. And so every time we come into the gym, we want to get better and we want to win state. And so De La Salle is like one of the teams in our way. And so if we beat them, hey, that's a plus for us. It's like a love-hate thing. Like there's a few players that I know um, my teammates as well as I, like we have like a connection to. Um, but um, playing them, it's like, it's a really cool experience. And like, we're always like ready, like months before, like they're on the schedule, like Joburg, like the, like the practices leading up to it. Like, he, like he's crazy. I remember one time we were messing around too much. He told everyone to get on the line. That's like the first time I heard him raise his voice. Of everyone going the line he was like walking around like kind of mad and stuff so that's how like like I know like it's really serious for the coaches too when we play De La Salle and I feel like it's a really fun rivalry like rival like especially like when it's like a really close game and yeah overall what have you enjoyed most about coming together getting to know each other through this sport Maybe you haven't won that state championship yet, but you've had an opportunity to get your name out there. You're in the rankings every year. So you're, you're one of the schools that teams have to get go through in order to come out on top. What would you make of this journey? Um, I think it's brought us all closer together, not just as like basketball players, but as friends and um, classmates off the floor. And so it's just like seeing each other in the hall. Like we're not afraid to say hi and you always like make a point to say hi to them. So I don't see either of these two anymore with our hybrid schedule, but like when I see like Lexi and Rachel, I'm always striking up a conversation like, Oh, so when are we playing? When are we doing this? Blah, blah. blah. And so it's just, these guys are lifelong friends that I know I can always call back on if I'm having trouble in college or something. I can be like, Hey, what are you up to? Do you remember this game? Blah, blah. Do you remember Woods? Yeah. And so it's just, I'm excited to see what the future holds for us all. Yeah, I definitely have to agree with Cassie there. Like it's more than just uh, a sports team, you know, like the people that are on this team, obviously we've known each other for years and the bond that we formed it's not just something that's gonna like easily break and i think that's probably my favorite part of being on the team just the you know how welcoming and like the sense of community that it has um but yeah like i i have met like i know like one of my best friends ever i really became close to her through basketball and i think it provides a lot of opportunities to grow both as a player and as a person? I'd have to say, like the games that we all play together, like I feel like it's a really cool experience and it's given like each one of us like, like, like great exposure, like how Frankie was like on, like she had her own page like dedicated to her. I feel like it's given like each one of us exposure. Um, it's a really cool experience that I like, I never thought I would experience with like a team like this. Um, so I felt like it was really cool. And um, the exposure that I created, like the year that I like I played was 
something that I never imagined that I could do. So it was really cool. Now, feel free to take this question in any direction you'd like, but throughout your basketball career, what would you say is the most exciting moment you've ever had and the most embarrassing moment? Oh God, I can say my most embarrassing moment right off the bat. Um, I'm going to have to go with freshman year. No, 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 eighth grade year. The very, very first varsity game that I ever played in my whole entire life. I airballed two free throws. So that definitely, that's really stuck with me. That really, I hate thinking about it. Um, and then I think like the best moment, you know, I, I, uh, I think there's too many of them for me to like say. Um, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't really have maybe like, I think it was like last year, a few years before that, when it, it was like we finally beat De La Salle. That was very enjoyable. But besides that, I don't know. Can't think of much else. My most embarrassing moment would probably be trying to take a charge on Mimi Wheeler and just like getting knocked like halfway across the country. Um, <laughs> and then um probably like one of my best so i have like two best one was with coach woods um it was the de la salle game last year i walked over to the bench i was like does anybody have water and like everybody's like going to the gatorade bottles and they're all empty and like woods just like tosses me his water bottle. he's like here drink it all drink it all i was like oh okay <laughs> and so like that just goes back to our family thing. And I just, I don't know. It just has stuck with me. Um, but, and then my other one would probably be um, scoring 20 points um, against Fergus Falls, the first uh, state game last year. I feel like that just has helped me gain my confidence. Um, it's not like it came out of nowhere. Like I've known that I could, always do that but to be able to actually do it in a game is different and so to be show everybody that I could do that was definitely one of my best moments for me um I don't really have a recent embarrassing moment but I just remember like it was kind of like open gym like I was oh my gosh it's so embarrassing I was guarding Cassie and like, I don't know what she did. Like she jabbed and like stepped back and she took my ankles. Like, I don't even, yes. And then all like the, like the boys, like the freshman boys were like, oh, I was like, whoa. Like I was like uh, so unsturdy. I was like, what? Cause like, I've never got my ankles like took in. So when she like stepped back, like I didn't like really fall. Like I like wobbled and like, I tried to like, you know like defend it and like it was like I was like wow because like Cherish wouldn't stop bugging me after that she was like you got your ankles took them by Cassie you know like I was like it was so crazy but um best moment I'd have to say my eighth grade year actually seventh grade year in middle school um I made like the last shot against um St. Lutheran like this this one school like I made the last shot and it felt like really, it felt really good because like, like no one has been in this team and this is the team that we lost to like the previous year. So yeah, it felt really good to beat them for the first time. 
So Cassie, after you crossed up Grace and broke her ankles, did you go back to Coach Woods and say, you think I'm too slow now? <laughs> I definitely was. I He doesn't let me, like, live that down as – like, that's one of his biggest, like, things with me is he's, like, oh, she's never, like, afraid to give up a challenge. And so he likes pushing me, and he likes making fun of me. And that's just his way and how he coaches is he's going to, like, make the little jabs at you to try and get you motivated. And going back to your moment, Cassie, it sounds like Frankie remembers this fondly. So what happened when you tried to set up that charge against Mimi Wheeler, and then it, it didn't go as planned as you put it. <laughs> what did your teammates have to say after she sent you halfway across the country? I just, I was playing help defense and Rachel was guarding her and she like got around Rachel and like Rachel was like, Oh, help. So I stepped in and I just like stood and I was like, yikes. And she just boom, smashed into me. I slid. Frankie came running up to me and goes, dude, you got your stuff rocked. <laughs> so you can probably imply the actual word she said, but really? <laughs> but yeah, so it's definitely like we're not afraid to joke with each other on the floor especially with moments like that. <laughs> I picked up on it. And I also see you also uh, make sure you don't get a moment where Captain America would jump in and say, y language. <laughs> <laughs> Frankie, there was one moment I wanted to get your take on it because I had Rachel Kowicki on in the spring and she spoke of this. You probably know which moment I'm talking about. It was one of my favorites where she was going on the, fast break in transition the ball got knocked loose and she just dove tumbled for it somehow got the ball you know somersaults her way on the floor finds a way to get it off to you and you score and Rachel told me you gave her this look of did that just happen or <laughs> something like that but you were able to turn that play to points what do you remember because to me that was one of the uh, that was one of my favorite moments of the season to watch somebody dive on the floor and get a tumbling assist. Yeah, you know, I think that that play in particular is just like, it, it's such a great indicator of who Rachel is as a player. You know, she's never afraid to get down on the floor and she's really scrappy and she's never, like when the play's dead, that's when it's dead. If, the, if they haven't blown the whistle yet, then she's still going to go after the ball and I think, yeah, that was just crazy. I definitely did give her a look of, like, did that just happen? Because, like, did it? Um, but, yeah, like, that's just a great testament to who she is as a player. And I I don't think if it had been, like, anyone else that we could have gotten that off. Well, and to your credit, you knew exactly what to do with it. You didn't hesitate or go, wait, what? I've got the ball. You just <laughs> put it in. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Yeah, that was just kind of like, you know, I have it, I'm close, you know, let's just shoot it if I'm open. But it was more like, there's moments, there's little moments like that, where I think I know I'd play better when I'm not like, really thinking about things as much. And I think that was just one of the things where it's kind of like automatic, you know, you see an opportunity and you take it. And then in that same game, another one of my favorite moments came in the post game interview. Oh, <laughs> Wait, well, do you remember this? 
Well, maybe not, but you know, I like to have a little fun with the athletes as I've gotten to know more about you and everyone else uh, through my chats with the coaches, the parents, or the breakdown book. And so when I dropped that note about you playing guitar and piano, the look on your face, well, actually both of your faces, Cassie lit up and you're going, wait, what? Oh <laughs> yeah, no, I I think that was just because I was like, how do you know that? But I wrote it, I remember I wrote it down for, I think like, I think it was Breakdown Magazine. So yeah, it, I was just like surprised because it's not something that I usually like talk about. Well, and off of that point, you have guitar and piano skills. We haven't seen them in action yet, but you noted some of the artists you embody. And then this summer, I understand you took up skateboarding. And so Frankie, I'm like, you're developing quite this alter ego if you wanted to go that direction, guitar, piano, skateboarding. I mean, you have all the ingredients of an album cover the way I see it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, who who knows where the future is going to take me? Maybe I'll be like next Mick Jagger or something. You never know. And all the parents watching this are are now impressed or don't feel that old when you drop a Rolling Stones reference or <laughs> Mick Jagger. Uh, but Cassie, are you st how is that guitar piano instruction? How is that working out? She hasn't even taught me anything. So I, I'm convinced she doesn't know how to play it. <laughs> Baby, come on. <laughs> What model is that? Uh, this is a Fender. Or no, no, not a Fender. It's an Ibanez. But it's, I've had this, this is like the very first guitar I ever got. And I've had it for like eight, nine years. So I will teach you, don't slander me like that. <laughs> you know what? I don't know. Maybe if we do have games this season, we should find a way to get you to perform the Star Spangled Banner on guitar or piano or find some way to... <laughs> Maybe you uh, compose the pregame warm-up music. I don't know, but I, I, I still think that's cool. I don't think, I don't think it'd be good if I composed the pregame warm-up. It wouldn't really be a pregame mix. <laughs> well, what, what would you What would you have? I guess I, I'm like, because pregame mix to me could be anything. But what would What would be in your pregame list? Um. You know, I don't really listen to like a lot of rap music, but I definitely have like, I'm very big on classic rock. That's like, if I had to do a genre for pregame, don't look at me like that. I did. Uh, <laughs> it would be like a mix of, you know, a bit of like, yeah, definitely some rap music though. And like classic rock and that'd probably be it. No country music, that is off limits. When Rachel be playing that, oh my god! Oh my god! Have you heard of the sort of the nickname or the moniker I've given Rachel after I learned of her fondness for country music? No, what is it? I said because of her Hickchell alter ego on Instagram, I've called her the inverse of uh, Chris Gaines, and. <laughs> Chris Gaines was the alter ego of Garth Brooks. It was, I think, more of a rock persona that he tried and it didn't work. But because Rachel is embodying this country persona, I'm like, yeah, she might be the inverse of Chris Gaines. You know, you wonder who always listens to country music with her and you got to point the finger at me. So when we were younger, we were always... That's just how I was raised, guys. I'm sorry. My mom always listened to country music, and my dad grew up on a farm, so 
On a related note, Cassie, uh, Frankie was showing off one of her uh, first possessions when it comes to music. I understand that one of your prized possessions is a record player. How'd you find that out? Because <laughs> <laughs> I did not write that in the breakdown book. Uh, no, you didn't write that, but uh, there are some sources that are close to me who might have uh, dropped a nugget or two about, about it. <laughs> um, yeah, so... I actually have recently gotten into records and so I bought a record player and whenever I'm listening to homework and stuff I put on a classical record um, but I also have a Star Wars record and some Kenny Rogers and I have Brian Adams and I have the Top Gun soundtrack West Side Story Rocky 3 it's great <laughs> Grace, what would you say is your prized possession? I don't want to leave you out of this after Frankie showed off her guitar and now Cassie has uh, divulged some of her uh, record collection. What are some of your prized possessions? Um, like, well, first off, like, do you guys remember, like, during the section game when they were playing Star Wars music and I was getting so mad? Yes! <laughs> I was getting so mad. I was so mad. I was <laughs> left to right. I was getting so mad, like... I was so tempted to like put in my AirPods, but oh my God. But prize possession, I would have to say um, my shoes. Um, I have like a lot of like Air Maxes, um, different like custom like bands and stuff. Like I really say like my shoes are like my prize possession because like I put like a lot of time and effort to like get them to look a certain way and stuff. But yeah, other than that, my skateboard. I really love my skateboard. I just got urge you, Grace. Theater boys. <laughs> what do you have against you Star have? Wars music? That's what I want to know. It's, yeah. I don't have anything against it, but like, who who like shoots the basketball and like has Star Wars music playing in the background? That does not sound right. I I agree with you. That's like that's with country music. Who's Who's out there like trying to get hyped up for the game? You just hear some dude strumming on a banjo. Exactly. Yeah. A banjo? Like, really? I don't know. <laughs> but like for basketball, like I usually like listen to, I have like a lot of Uzi, um, Lil Baby on it. And um, other than rap, I would have to say, I'm not going to lie. I listen to um, some, the only, okay, the only like country song I can listen to is um what's that one song it is um it was sing it it'll be oh no i know what you're talking about no you're talking about yeah that song that's like the only like country song i can listen to though but yeah that's that's what i have on my playlist when i play basketball <sighs> someone put out there what like my walk-up music would be for a sporting event baseball or something other sport and i said my first choice would be white and nerdy from weird al because that that's me i don't take anything seriously including myself as you've probably seen in my broadcasts uh, i'm not afraid to uh, mock myself in the middle of them but i like but to me like star wars music would be uplifting or something like i thought it would get you in the mood but apparently not yeah it was like a no, bunch so of like soundtracks. it was what it was like a bunch of soundtracks. Like it almost put me to sleep. I'm not going. Yeah, lie. it was. 
I think it was at Chan. It was it like was really Chan. Bad. It was a la- it yeah. was a final section game. Yeah, yeah I remember bad. that. Like even me, I love Star Wars to death, but they were just playing some boring music, and I was like, "What is this?" It was like <laughs> instrumentals. It wasn't like yeah. any, it didn't have any words. It was like all instrumentals. It just did not fit. It did not fit what was going on. Yeah. Still, though, I I feel like we've got the makings of a cover band here, Cassie, with your record collection going. It sounds like you have an affinity for soundtrack music. uh, And Kenny Loggins, who has synonymous with soundtrack music, uh, Caddyshack, Top Gun, uh, I think are the most recognized there. But I'm going, man, you you and Frankie are go all over the place. I think it's it's fun and it's a reminder because you you probably hear the tropes about how you know the younger generation doesn't have any knowledge or respect for the the classics so to speak you probably have heard that trope more than once and i'm going no they're really (laughs) it's like no they really are aware of some of these i mean you make me feel old when i go it's like yeah i remember when they were new but i still i really think you two have something and grace i'm sure you could find a way to fit in too i'm like you have the makings of a cover band here <laughs> i can like can be <laughs> i can like be the singer okay good i can't sing y'all okay. heard my singing skills when i was singing it was meant to be <laughs> there was another thing now that you've reminded me in this conversation that speaks of the friendship i remember Cassie, as you noted in the Breakdown magazine, and as I've gotten to know with your family, not only big Star Wars fans, but big superhero Marvel fans, your dad said it's pretty much a requirement at your household that you'll get sucked into the pop culture fandom like that. But uh, when you mentioned that one of your favorites is Captain America, I remember Frankie quipping, of course you would say that or something along those lines. And I'm going, what is that supposed to be? Like, what, what do you have against Captain America? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely like my innocence almost. Like I definitely like I'm not the one to start swearing, and you can obviously just tell from like our talks, like right here. Um, but I feel like I just, and I'm also kind of like that innocent like type leader almost, and I'm going to welcome you in and take care of you <laughs> and protect you from Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Captain, that just surprised me because it was like, I, I just feel like he's such an obvious choice. Like, come on, really? Like, let's be a bit more creative. But he is, he's a good choice. Like, I don't have anything against him, you know? He's got his shield. He's got super strength. You know, he's got, he's got it all. But I'm just, I'm not a, I'm not a Captain America kind of gal. I think you remember you. I only watch as much like, marvel i'm like more into like dc like like the flash and like black lightning and like supergirl like those shows honestly those are good shows i'm rewatching black lightning. which one Arrow. black lightning black lightning that show slaps <laughs> so as we get close to wrapping this up because i know you, you you do have lives believe it or not and i want to make sure you get to that but uh uh if there it were to be a cover band or something like that 
what tracks, what songs could you see yourselves playing uh, between your musical tastes? Oh man. Um, Star Wars music. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably, you know, Meant to Be by Florida Georgia Line. We gotta get that one in there. Um, <laughs> I would definitely be all for singing Faucet Failure. Just saying. <laughs> Are you serious? I love that song. I'm down. Grace? Wait, I can't, like, Frankie, like, your face is, like, some type there of... There she is. Okay. Oh, oh, Frankie almost bad. crossed herself. Frankie, yeah. you almost broke your own ankles. Weird position. I was, I was looking at you the whole time. <laughs> um yeah i could like agree to like a few country songs i got you guys <laughs> yeah a few country songs. but you gotta do those ones that are like is this country or is this like pop music because yeah, those like, that's like that you know that's where it's at for you, Cassie and Grace, I know you've talked about hoping that you'll get the chance to play, and I think everyone in sports, myself included, has had a difficult time trying to get through this, wondering when we'll be able to return to normal, what that would look like, and trying to make use of this time. What has this situation what has this taught you about patience and resilience things like that um well it's definitely taught me to take advantage of like things i have and not look at things i don't have um and to be happy with what i the opportunities i've been given and to make sure i make the most of every moment that i'm given um, it's really like taught me to um, not really take it as a bad thing, but use it as a time to like make yourself better and um, just like be like a different person from like the previous year. Um, it's make me like made me like look forward to AAU a lot more because I know that if you don't have a high school season, like AAU is like the thing that will like bring like more exposure because um. You know, high school does it already, but AAU, like, I feel like it brings a little bit more. So I've been looking forward to that and, like, just, like, just getting myself better for, like, and ready for whenever, like, the time comes for us to play. Again, I know you mentioned your juniors, so you still have a ways to go, but do you have any thoughts on what you might like to do collegiately um, or elsewhere? Yeah, like I mentioned in the volleyball line. I'm looking at going out of state and looking at being pre-vet or sports management. And then I really want to play basketball in college, but I wouldn't be opposed to playing volleyball in college. Um, for me, uh, my goal is to play college basketball um, at like a, a high level. Um, I don't really care where I go. Like if I stay here, it's fine. But I like my choice is to play 
somewhere outside of the state. And um, yeah, Minnesota's nice, you know, but yeah, somewhere like kind of like sunny would be nice. Yeah, um, well, you know, I, for me, basketball, it's more about um, the most important thing is like academics when it comes to college, just because like looking big picture. Um, and, you know, like I, there's some things in the works and, you know, there's nothing solidified yet. So we'll see. But I, I've been talking to like one college I'm very interested in playing at. Um, but yeah, I think it all, it's really dependent on where I see my life going and the interests that I kind of want to pursue in college. Have you fielded or looked at any interests or are you still surveying the field? You know, yeah, I've, um, I've got like, I'm talking to still like a few colleges right now. So I, I've definitely narrowed it down to specific places that I'm looking at going and now it's just kind of uh, looking at other aspects like uh, scholarships and like what kind of academic programs I offer. Fair enough. And I was, I guess I was trying to gauge like what topics or majors because it sounded like you're, you're still trying to narrow down that field as well, if I'm correct. Yeah, I'm really in between. I've narrowed it down to like, I'm either probably going to major in political science uh, or economics. And then I uh, maybe, depending on what I choose my major, uh, in economics, but I'm still, that's what I'm looking at right now, but nothing is set in stone. If there's anything else you'd like to leave us with as we've been sharing stories and as we've, we've learned, I know I've learned a lot about you and I think the rest of uh, our audience has too. Um, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll leave them with like a fun fact. I have a twin brother. Everybody knows that. Okay, well, then I'll, then, um, um, can't say I don't know. If there's like, if there's any younger, like, girls watching that play basketball, I'd say, um that you know things like that they take time to really advance your skill level and i if you're really passionate about it never give up on that and if you work hard there will always be opportunities that present themselves um what i've learned through this experience is to be patient and take advantage of the opportunities I have and also be on the lookout for me Grace's and Frankie's album um I would have to say just like if we do have a season like I feel like this season like out of like every like any like other team that I played I feel like this season would be like our like golden season if we do have one we have like two like three actually including Becky like three like seniors that will like put us in a great position me and Cassie so if we do have one I, I'm like really looking forward to it because I feel like this could be our year and stuff but just, like a fun fact I guess um I'm the middle child I don't know not the middle 
It's tough. It's so tough. <laughs> Cassie, are you in there? Yeah. Oh okay. I am. How did I know that? What the heck? <laughs> I'm the oldest, so I don't know how you picked up on that, Grace. Uh, so uh, maybe it's vibes or maybe it's the uh, midi chlorians i have no idea but apparently your esp is working mm -hmm. it's that is that middle child you know instinct mean cast you know you know when there's another one <laughs> well this was a lot of fun I, I am curious if you do get a cover band or who else would join you or what songs you would end up covering because I think the three of you have a certainly varying taste, but it all comes together as we've seen on the basketball floor. And Frankie, I know we talked a lot about your mid-range game, but uh, you can hit some threes too. So are we going to see a mix of that if you get to play or what? What should we expect out of you? More mid-range, more threes, or are you going to try to take a page out of Cassie's book and go 10 feet behind the three-point line? Um, I don't think I will honestly ever have the range that Cassie has when it comes to three-pointers, but I think what you can expect is I'm looking a lot more to expand my game. So obviously my mid-range is always going to be a pivotal part of my game, but I'm more looking to get better at drawing contact driving opportunities is what i think i'll be focused on cassie what about you are you going to develop a mid-range game uh, to try to cross up your opponents because uh, we know you can shoot the three now so i'm thinking you might want to mix it up and keep them guessing cassie just marry the three-point line like the half court line and never break up with it <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I definitely have to start driving a little more and pulling up. Um, and, but no, the three-pointer will always be my husband. So. <laughs> so, Cassie, you'll take care of the threes. Grace, you'll handle the pose, the rebounds, or are we going to see some three-pointers out of you now? Um. Like, yeah, the rebounds, most definitely. Like, because, like, we really need a rebounder, I'd say. But um, I really, I'm, like, really, like, working on, like, my mid-range game and, like, my ball handling a little bit more. I feel like if I have those two, I feel like the rebounding will, like, do its thing. But if I really have those things, like, those two things, I feel like I'd be, like, better off. Well, Frankie had 12 double-doubles last season, so if you needed a couple of pointers, uh, you've got somebody within your ranks uh, to help grab those boards. Uh, but this was a lot of fun. We had a lot of laughs, uh, more than I bargained for, but it does speak to the camaraderie, the friendship that you have all developed with each other. And I think we've come to some consensus that Star Wars music before a game, or depending on what type it is, maybe doesn't uh, set the mood because I'm like, there are some triumphant and energetic themes but uh if you ever get a chance to create one i would be curious to see what will be on that pregame list so hopefully we'll get a chance to find out this winter but i just want to thank all of you for taking some time to share your stories share some laughs and just highlight that we all are more than just basketball players and basketball fans there are a lot of different avenues about us. 
personally, I'm excited for that cover band that you're going to put together. So uh, let me know when you drop that album. Well, we'll put out a release date and everything. You'll be in the loop. Don't worry. <laughs> well, once again, Grace Massacoy, Frankie Vassalero, Cassie Karen, thanks for coming on. Hopefully we'll have a season. Uh, but if not, I'm sure we'll find a way to uh, cross paths again. But I always enjoy going to Holy Angels games because I know there will never be a lack of stories between your coach and between the players that I've gotten to know over the years. And you really embody that team dynamic, that team bonding. I see it a lot with the athletes that I've interviewed, but at Holy Angels, I know it's genuine. Like it, there's no faking it. You truly are a collective and it's great to see. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for having us on. Yeah, I'm glad you could take some time to do this and best of luck to you. Hopefully we can get back out there soon, but until then, do, stay safe because I want to make sure you're all healthy when we can play again. For sure. So hopefully you'll be able to see them in action this winter at Holy Angels as they try to build off of a, another state tournament run last year. We'll see what happens. And if you want to be a guest on a future episode of this podcast series, just hit us up on social media at the Mike Peden on Twitter or Instagram. All you need is a story and we'd be happy to share it. So until next time, thanks for watching. If you'd like to support TSB television programming, check us out on Patreon, PayPal, or Cash App. And thanks for watching Mike Up Sports, the home game.